Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Yo, 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 what's good, Buffalo Fanatics? How you guys doing? Yo, I know you're probably wondering what in the heck is going on right now. Why are you guys on a Saturday morning? But guess what? This is a brand new special from Buffalo Fanatics called The Writers Club. And you are joined by myself, yours truly, The Rev. And I've got some others with me in here that we are going to get on right now. As you can see at the top right-hand corner of the screen, it's my man, Zach Vaughn. Zach, what's going on, baby? How you doing? I'm pretty good. And what's up, Buffalo Fanatics, all of Fanatics of Buffalo? Here live, going to bring you all these awesome writers, highlight some of their great pieces that you see on the website every day. Come to get in. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. I've got, so I've got Zach up there, and I've got Kevin Syracuse below me. What's up, Kev? How you doing? Let the people know what's happening. How's it going, guys? Pretty pumped to be doing this. I've recorded some stuff for Fanatics, but nothing live like this, so... I'm pumped to see what we got going hey, today. Man, hey, hey, it's going to be off the chain. And, and guys, in case you don't know, so look, look, here at Buffalo Fanatics, look, writers are people too, okay? They are people too, and we love them. We've got some of the best writers and contributors in the business, hands down. And my man, Zach Vaughn and Kev Syracuse, they are the editors of the Buffalo Fanatics. So I'm going to give everybody a, just, a, just a time, just an opportunity, because you know what? I don't think that a lot of people who are watching or who really know, um, actually have an idea of who you guys are. So I'm going to give you guys just a couple of minutes. Um, I'll start with, with Zach to go ahead and just, just let the people know who you are. Um, kind of, you know, just a, just a short synopsis of your background and where they can follow you. Go ahead, Zach. Boom. So I am the editor-in-chief of Buffalo Fanatics. Basically, everything that goes up there, I touch it up, you know, make it look pretty. But obviously, it's all the great writers that do the great work. So nope. you can follow me on Twitter at zvon2712, share my Bills takes, share my not-so-Bills takes, <laughs> memeing, a lot of just having fun. There Check we go. There we go. And then my man Kev on the bottom of the screen. Kev, let him know what's up. Hey, guys. So I graduated from Fredonia State last year, so spring of 2021. And as I was looking for a bigger broadcasting job, I do some local broadcasting. I call high school sports games around here. Um, I was looking for a job and I reached out to you guys at Buffalo Fanatics, came on and started writing for you guys. And within a couple months, Zach asked me if I want to be the assistant editor. So now me and Zach have this good, uh, we have this chemistry where I mow lawns and do some landscaping during the day. That's my day job. So he edits during the day and then I'll come and edit at night. So we got this one good two, uh, got a nice one-two punch going on here. That's dope, man. That's dope. And, and we are excited to have you guys. And my man Jason Taylor pops in. He's talking about riders are kickers, man. They're people too. You got that right. You got that right. And we've 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 been wanting to get this thing popping for a long time now. And I'm excited 
to be able to uh, uh, bring these guys on. And guess what? They're not the only ones. We've got some others that are coming on the scenes. A lot of your favorite riders, a lot of the riders that you've come to love and enjoy from BF are going to be joining the show this morning and in weeks to come. And so we are excited about that indeed. But guys, what is, how does it feel to have we're talking about the Buffalo Bills on a Saturday morning. You guys in the chat, let me know what's happening. I see some people in here popping off talking about live. Uh, Big Ball of Breen says, BF on a Saturday. It's a good day. Let's go. No doubt. Indeed, baby. Uh, shout out to Ronald Enix in the house. Yo, what's up, Ron? What's wrong? Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so, hey, if people are, are coming in the chat. Um, and to everybody who's out there watching, who will watch the replay, yo, thank you so very much for joining and watching the Buffalo Fanatics. This is the Riders Club brought to you by none other than the Buffalo Fanatics Network. And if by any chance you are still not plugged into the Fanatics Network, do me this favor. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel with bell notifications on so you can stay up to date with all things Buffalo Fanatics and follow these guys and gals who are coming on the screen to join us a little later in the show. Fellas, I am so incredibly excited about this. You know, anytime we get a chance to talk about the Bills, it's, 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 it's a done deal for me, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. And we are, I know a lot of people say, hey, this is the dog days of training camp. And we've got, I mean, not even training camp, but it's the off season in general. Training camp is on the horizon, but it's a dead season. But look, that, that, there is no such thing as a dead season for the Fanatics Network, baby. We're going to pump out some of the content. We're going to let you know what's going on with the Bills all day. Er day 24 7 365 because that's how we do it at the fanatics so guys are you ready to get into the show man hey i have got like i said zach up here i've got kevin coming on i've got my man Kyrie, uh, Kyrie demos coming on later on the show i've got my man bryce coming to the show and we've got a little short snippet uh, and a surprise cameo from somebody that you don't know but you may have seen on twitter she gets a little chaotic, but we're going to talk about her a little bit later in the show. But, yo, we have got to dive into the topics of the show. And, guys, look, look, we've got we've got some stuff on the docket. I mean, we've got some stuff on the docket. We're talking about state of the Bills defensive line. And that's something that I want to dive into uh, this morning as we get going, right? Uh, state of the Bills D-line. You know, the Bills defensive line um, went underwent a lot of transformation this offseason. Right, it went another with a lot of transformation, and um, Brandon Bean has done, I think, an incredible job with that. Um, and, and and looking at some of the additions that he made on the defensive line, understanding um, some of the weaknesses, and he did an incredible job. That's that's, that's what I think. Um, Zach, uh, Kev, what, what do you guys think about what he has done on the defensive line so far? Well, considering where this team was last year, just 13 seconds away from the AFC championship yeah, and everything. We knew this team was very close to being Super Bowl contenders and that the one thing they probably would have needed was a premier pass rusher or just some better help on the defensive line. Right. And Bean took that and said, hold my beer. <laughs> and then... He got DeFron Jones, who is an yeah. underrated one tech. And then he brought back two fan favorites in Jordan mm-hmm. Brooks and Shaq Lawson, who yes. wanted to be here. That's the big key. They want to be here. No doubt. And then they brought in a nice young player with a lot of upside, Tim Settle, 
Mm. Underrated for that Washington piece. Right. Over in from a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, and I and I wanted I I've, I've had my eyes on Tim Settle for a while, you know, and I actually wanted him. I think I think um I, um I don't know I don't know if there were there were trade rumors or something like that. I don't know, but I, I was watching. I'm like, dang man, if if we could had a chance to get a guy like that, I think it'd be great. And I think a lot of people may they may be sleeping on him because you know of course Vaughn is getting all the all the all the love. Uh, we know about Daquan Jones, but Tim Settle he's kind of like like almost hiding in the bushes, right? But I think that he is an incredible. Um, asset to the defensive line, Kev. What do you? What? What? How, what were your thoughts about what Brandon Bean did this offseason um, across the D line? Well, I love it because, like Zach said, the Bills just needed that one finisher. They needed that one guy to put him over the edge, and that's yeah. what John Miller's for. And then you add in guys like Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips. Those I, those guys are going to bring the juice, and I right. think it's just going to be a great combination. And I love how he did it because he used free agency to build up through the offensive lines. Mm -hmm. That's what he always talks about. You build from up front. Everything starts right. up front, and then you work your way out. So he really built up those lines with solid, big, beefy bodies, guys that have proven that they can do it because mm -hmm. they tried the route with the draft before between guys like A.J. Epinesa, yeah. Basham, Greg Rousseau, and they're great, but we're trying mm -hmm. to win right now. Yes. Our Super Bowl window is this year, next yes. year, and maybe the year after that. So right, two or right. three years – before that window starts to close. Mm -hmm. As much as I love those three guys that I mentioned, they're not ready yet. So that's yeah. why you go get a guy like Von Miller to A, be that finisher to get Patrick Mahomes, and B, teach mm -hmm. those guys how to finish games so that when he's done, when whenever his contract runs out, then right. Greg Rousseau is ready to take over for Von Miller. And yeah. then in the draft was they drafted the skill set positions. I mean, yeah, there's not some other positions, but talk about someone like James Cook, that's – they almost had yes. James McKissick, but I think they really placed the emphasis on building through the offensive and the defensive lines. Which is where it starts. It, start, it starts right in the right in the trenches, right? And, and, and yep. they, they went ahead. Brandon Bean did a great job um, of, of, of adding to that talent, adding to the trenches, um, especially across the defensive line. Um, and, and and I love I love what you had had mentioned about the younger guys like like uh, uh, Greg Rousseau and AJ Epinesa. These guys are not really ready yet, um, and and they could have brought in they could have elected to bring in you know Jerry Hughes again for another year or maybe even Mario Addison again. But they decided to get somebody who was a proven premier pass rusher, in my opinion, a potential Hall of Fame guy, and Von Miller to add. Um, incredible talent, but then wisdom, and 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 he can really school up the younger dudes. Um, but you know, um, he, you know, Von Miller. He, he, I mean, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. But he he even mentioned that you know I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. I I, I intend on playing out my contract. And so um, as we as we are talking about the uh, the defensive line, I I want to bring on my man Kyrie Demos because um, yo know, he is a he is a, he is a Buffalo Fanatics contributor, and he wrote an incredible piece. In case you guys have not gotten the chance to see it, you probably had it because it just dropped. So go ahead and watch that. Go ahead and read it um, on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. In my, a matter of fact, while I'm here talking about this, since I brought it up, Kyrie, hold on, man. We're gonna we're gonna get you in just a second. You see, you see that you see that chocolate face right there. That's the man right there we're talking about. But he's coming here in just a little short while. But yo, wherever if you want to find incredible Buffalo Fanatics Bills content. I don't know where, a better spot that you can get it at than the BF Network app. You can find it in the Google Play Store. You can find it in the App Store. But, yo, don't take my word for it. Check this out. Overdrive. 
Overdrive, baby. There we go. The BF Network app, an incredible app with a whole lot of resources. I mean, all things, when I say all things, Buffalo Fanatics and Buffalo Bills, we literally mean it from, from articles to vids to gear merch, all of that. And this is where you can find all of these incredible BF contributor articles on the BF Network app. So be sure to go ahead and download that. And speaking of BF contributor, I've got my man right here below me. You see him right there. Kyrie Demos, who put out an article today entitled Reading the Rooms, man. Reading the Rooms, Buffalo Bills defensive line. Kyrie, what's going on, baby? Welcome to the club. How you feeling? I'm good, Rev. Thanks for having me on. Kev, Zach, I hope you guys are doing well today, too. Just glad to talk some ball with you all this morning. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Um, let everybody know, especially a lot, a lot of the viewers who are who are probably seeing you for the very first time. I know you've you've made you made guest appearances here and there, um, but let everybody know um, just a little bit of, of your background, real quick. Yeah, so for me, you know, it's been it's been great uh, being able to contribute with Buffalo Fanatics over the past couple of months. Um, you know, I actually was working with the Bills last season um, in the community relations department as an intern, and you know, I you know Buffalo born and raised, you know, former football player myself, briefly played at UB and uh, St. John Fisher as well. Shout out to the nice. Fish, Zach. You already know. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, just um, you know, it's been fun to be able to stick around the game. I I'm actually um, my my day job now is actually I contribute with uh, teamwork online um, for those of you in the sports world you guys know what that is the uh sports recruiter site so it's been fun to be able to just stick around the game um you know and i plan to do that for the rest of my days there you go there you go man and we are at bf man we're, we're glad to have you brother we are glad to have you man enjoy your pieces man and but and just 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 uh just, just enjoy enjoy your attitude man you're, you're a great guy a great addition to the team no doubt and now you had mentioned um st john fisher so i'm, I'm glad I, I wonder like how do you there it is there it is. go ahead go ahead rep rep it baby rep it all day every day Rep, to, there it to. is. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that you're, you're pretty stoked, pretty excited about the fact that training camp is headed back to St. John Fisher. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think um, I remember I, I was when I was working for the Union Sun and Journal a couple years ago. Um, the last year that camp was at Fisher, you know, I got to cover it. Um, I think it was the last day of practice, and you know, talking with Josh Allen, talking with Tremaine Edmonds, and talking with Coach mm. McDermott, I'm like, man, like. I wonder if they're got, ever going to come back here. And I mean, it really looked like they, they weren't, especially with the pandemic, especially with the new facility now, um, yeah. you know, the the uh, the training facility now. So, you know, but I'm glad to see that, you know, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott want to keep that connection in Rochester. And I'll actually be moving out that way around that time, too. So it'll be nice to be able to be oh, that sweet. much closer to the guys um, as, as the season gets rolling. There you go. There you go. Like, um, I'm pretty jealous because I live in Fredonia, and that's yeah. where the Bills used to have training camp. So I've been pleading to get them to come back to Fredonia, but they're back at St. John Fisher. But <laughs> I'm sure you guys are happy. It's a beautiful complex. I mean, I've been, I have been—I had a couple friends that went to school up there, and I, I went to training camp a few years ago, saw some of the guys as they were just crossing the street. It's cool to just see them act like normal human beings, you know, even mm -hmm. though they you got to respect their privacy because they have all those security guards saying, all right, come on, well, keep it along. Yeah, and yeah. they used to come to Fredonia. It was awesome. Um, That's dope. I, I can't. I can't wait. Like for me, I have never, ever been to Buffalo. Never in my life. Um, now, now, uh, my my dad grew up a, a, a Bills fan, and he he's actually he was actually from Buffalo, from East Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But I, I just never, I never been, never been in my life, and so I, I'm excited. I think I'm, I'm gonna have to finally have the chance to to go um, this year to, to catch a game. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, I'm gonna be like I don't, I don't I don't even know my emotions, man. I, I'm sure I'm sure all of you guys have been to a Bills game, right? I'm sure about it. Yeah, 
So like like I, I don't even know what to expect. I'm probably gonna be crying a little bit. He's just just ecstatic because I'm an emotional kind of guy. So that's how I do it. <laughs> but man, the first time walking up to Highmark Stadium and seeing that man is it's gonna be I don't even know, man. So I'm, I'm was- you, you, Kevin. You talking about jealous? I'm jealous, man. I would I would say this. It, it's just going to depend on what time of year you go. Because yeah. if it's September, it's rocking, it's rolling. Yeah. You know, the tailgates are going crazy. Um, you know, once it gets to December and January, those tailgates still are going crazy. But you might need to uh, do a little <laughs> bit more tailgating on those days. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a Texas guy. In extremities. What's yes, up, Kev? <laughs> You're going to lose a little bit of uh, feeling in your extremities. So if you oh, want to totally feeling it 110%, yeah. you better get the season opener against the See, Titans. and I'm, I'm a Texas guy, man, uh, raised in Texas. Um, and so I'm used to the heat. I'm not used to it. I mean, anything like below 60, I'm like, I'm putting on a jacket. I'm like, I don't know what's going on right here, man. It's getting cold. Cold, you know. So I was watching, like, like last year, watching the, 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 the game, playoff game against the Patriots. I don't know how in the world these guys were out there doing it. I have no clue. <laughs> And you've man. got, and then uh, you know we get we got the clip of my man, my man uh, Fitzpatrick in there just going going shirtless, you know, with the taco meat showing. I'm like, how are, like I would freeze to death. I, I couldn't do it. I don't know how anybody out there can handle that kind of cold. But I guess if you raise around there, it's all good. But uh, yeah, so I, I got to get my I got to get my gear ready if if it's late, if it's any any later in the season, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, like, I'm like a little baby, man. I'm gonna be the, like the only guy with a jacket. Everybody out there with with, with Zuba shorts on, Zuba shorts on. I'm like, yeah, who's this? He must be from Texas. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Freezing my tail off. But that game, that game, you know, with Fitz out in the, in the, you know, out in the elements, that just goes to show how, how, you know, connected the players and the teams are, and the team is to uh, Bills Mafia, just you know, the fan yeah. base here. It's unbelievable. Man, man no doubt, and I, I love Fitz, man. I, I love Fitz. I love everything he 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 did for Buffalo, man. I love. I, I just, man, I just love the Bills, man. I, I love the Bills, and 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 man, I'm excited about camp. It's around the corner, July 24th, gentlemen. July 24th, the first day of Bills training camp. I can't wait. And 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 that's when we're gonna get a closer look at this defensive line um that, that we're talking about here. And Kyrie, you know, so so you you put up you you put up this article here about the the Buffalo Bills defensive line, and um you 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 open it up with a question wanting to know how much better did Brandon Bean get this group? So go go ahead and, and just if you can just just talk about 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 um about what you what you see um out of the Bills defensive line and, and uh uh especially as as you're as you're about to mention some of the guys like like Von Miller would not. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the, the the one big thing, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, naturally people would, would just assume, hey, you know, number one defense in the league last year, number one in points allowed, um, you know, a unit that had 42 sacks, you know, which was, I believe, tied for 11th and, you know, led the league in pressure rate. You know, but at the same time, that the, some of those numbers lie a little bit. You know, oh, Bills had a hold on, Kyra. I, I, I got to say, that. I'm glad you mentioned that for top. So you, you said led the league in pressure rate. Now, now, which one of the guys on the defensive line was 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 the dude who was really just like a lot of people were throwing this stat out, right? A lot about about uh, his 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 pass rush win rate percentage, mm-hmm. right? Who who was that guy? Now, I, I, that, that was that, that was Hughes, right? Was it a yeah. Jerry, Jerry Hughes? Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes, did, right? Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, Zach was over here nodding too. Like like I'm I'm saying like a lot of Bills fans were like, "Yo, Jerry Hughes, this Jerry Hughes that." And, and, and no, trust, I'm not dissing on Jerry Hughes. And, and but like you had mentioned, like a lot of those stats can can be misleading, right? Mm-hmm. The, the pass rush win rate, then all that kind of stuff, it's, it's misleading. It's not really representative of, of of a true elite defensive line, right? For sure. And, and you got to also take context into things. You know, the Bills yeah. obviously were, you know, a high powered offensive team last year. You know, the, the defense, I think, um, 
played much better than it did in 2020, to say the least. But, you yeah. know, there were some games where the Bills were up. So naturally, you're going to be, you know, having teams, um, you know, more pass heavy at that time, you know, trying to catch up and things of that nature. So right. I do think the Bills benefited from that. I do think the, the defense as well played against some. I'm not I, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to take shots, but you know, yeah. we got Davis Mills, and you know, two games against. Uh, well, a game against Zach Wilson, and a game against um, Mike White with the Jets, and you know, just some of the other um, lower tier quarterbacks that the right. defense faced as well. So, but you know, I think just just thinking about you know some of the guys that the team had to address. You know, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, um, mm-hmm. as well as you know Vernon Butler and uh, Harrison Phillips. Um, yeah. You know, there were you know those guys did do well and had production and things of that nature. But just just one thing for context, this is crazy to even think about. Yeah. Can you name the last time a Bills player had more than 10 sacks in a season? Oh, man. Hmm. It, it, I'm, I'm willing to guess it was either the last time Jerry did it or or it was when um, Marcel Darius had it. Lorenzo Alexander in 2016. Lorenzo did it. Uh, Dang. 2016. But that was, think about that. that was five seasons, you know, before the wow. 2021 season. So, at that point, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, I think it was it was this, the sum was greater than the parts in the, with the Bills D line last year. But mm. I think just some of the additions, obviously, and Von Miller, you know, yeah. but bringing in Daquan Jones, bringing in Tim Settle, um, bringing, you know, Phillips and, and Shaq back. You mm. know, I, I think, you know, j- these moves really are. I think it just really I don't I, I personally think that the Bills have the deepest D line in the league now. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. they've got three, essentially three waves of, of starting level um, guys, you know, in their yeah. unit now. So. Now, now, you, now you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned some guys here uh, and, and I, I had, I had talked about them, uh, I think a week or so ago, a week or two ago um, about some underrated guys um, who are kind of going under the radar, uh, maybe underappreciated a little bit, even though he hasn't even played a game. Um, I like that Quan Jones, man. I like that addition to the, to the squad. I like, I like what he brings to the defense, to the defensive line. And, and, and I think, I think his impact can have more of an impact throughout the entire defense than just, you know, getting sacks or whatever. I, I think his presence in the middle bodes well, not only for the defensive line and other guys like, like, like Ed, um, like, like Vaughn, um, like Greg, but also the guys behind him. So talk about Daquan Jones, man, because you had you had mentioned him um, a little bit in, in your piece. So what do you what did you see out of Daquan Jones um, that you like, and what do you think he brings to the t- to the squad? You know, and this is no offense to Starla Tulay because you know he was a great player. In his man, we got just, just keep it real, man. Keep, keep it real, Kyrie. Yeah, Keeping it real. That, that it... contract was was atrocious, right? <laughs> and we we didn't we, we didn't get out of out of Star what we expected to get out of him. I know McDermott's going to talk about oh well, you know he's not a stats guy. Look. Look, I get it. Okay, not a stats guy, but yo, he, he kind of f- fell off the map. And there was some some moments yeah. and some lapses at times. I'm like, yo, Star, where are you? Like, what are you doing? I expected a dominant presence. And it seemed like there were times when he would just, he just wasn't bringing it, man. It seemed like he mm-hmm. would take plays off. Um, he would just be content with just, kind of, I, I don't know, man. It, I just didn't appreciate it. Uh, maybe around the, like the first couple of years. But after that, man, I was like sour on him quick. So you ain't got to apologize for Star Latulale, baby. You ain't got to worry about that. No Go doubt. ahead, talk about talk no about that. Yeah, one. and that's the thing. Like, Star, obviously, you know, he set out the 2020 season, and, you know, the hope was that he could come back and return to form in 2021. Yeah. It just wasn't the case. And, you know, I think bringing in a guy like Daquan Jones, you know, he gives you that that same run stuff and capability that uh, that um, Star was intended to bring. But also, too, I think he can provide even more so as a pass rusher. Um, And, you know, but I, mm. I think the biggest thing with bringing a guy like him in, 
is, you know, you're able to help set up uh, at Oliver and ha- let him roam free, you know, let him just do his thing at three tech and you yes. know, wreak havoc on guards. So it'll be exciting to see, you know, what those two do in the middle. Cause you know, I can't really name too many tandems better um, than Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones inside. Oh man. Kev, Kev, what do you chime in Kev? What, what do you think about, um, about that tandem of, of uh, within the inside of, of Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver, because I, I I love that because we finally have like like you mentioned, Kyrie. We finally have a, a legit one tech, and I'm excited about what that's gonna do for Ed Oliver. Yeah, me too. I love that. Um, before I get into Daquan Jones, do we think that he's gonna be starting or Tim Settle? That's a great question. See, it this is. is the one thing I, I love. Smelt. I think between Jones and Settle, that's also a great one-two punch. And then they throw in Ed Oliver. That's a big three right there. And and, and can't Tim settle? Isn't he like a? Isn't he like? Can he move around like like from one tech to three tech? He can so he so, can. He, so he provides that type of versatility. Yeah yeah. In my in my eye, I, I was thinking you know Tim settle will probably be like uh, maybe maybe that three tech um, um, behind um, Ed Oliver or if they decide to go like jumbo package or something like that. You bring you bring Tim settle on with with Daquan Jones. I don't know, but like you had mentioned earlier, man. I mean, it gives them these waves of pass rush and it gives them different looks. Um, they can do different packages. They, they want to go big and heavy. They they can do that, man. So um, yeah, I love that. But go go ahead, Cam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to cut you off though. You're talking about uh, uh, Ed Oliver. Oh no, that's right. I, I was saying that those three right there. That could be a three-headed monster on the inside because, like you're saying with the Tuvalay, we thought that was a great signing at first. Yeah, the contract right. was hefty, but then we saw over the years that, like you said, Rev. I don't want to say, I don't want to speak without knowing that he took plays off, but it just seemed like he didn't have that juice. And then yeah, when he came back, like- like, the 2020 season, he was out. Then this year he comes back, and then he was in, he was out, in, out. I'm going to take an off day. And then I think yeah. he had some uh, overlapping con- um, conditions, right. just some long-term effects with COVID. Because did, didn't he have those heart problems too? Um, I'm not sure if, if he had the heart problems. I, I know, I know. Um, um, uh, was it Sweeney? Who had that? Who had that condition? Myocarditis. Yeah, yeah, it was Sweeney. But 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 coming off of COVID and, and see see and this is kind of this was my my thinking. So you know he sat out. So so stars sat out that year, right? But then and, but then you know um, there were rumors about you know hey you know is he is he contemplating retirement? So he comes back. But then when he came back and caught it, at that point I was like I don't think stars is gonna come back. I, I mean you know I mean he he and he did, but he was a shell of himself. Um, but but you know at the end of the day. I mean, we, we thank him for what he did, you know, early on, you know, in, in his tenure with the Bills. But uh, but we needed we needed more. We, we needed more from that interior defensive line position, didn't we, Zach? Yeah, definitely. We needed more from it because this, I especially think back to those games like against Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, where obviously they're great mm. backs. They're going to get their yards, but right. they just kind of like, plowed through the defensive line like it was uh like it was nothing man flapping back and forth doors and an old timey <laughs> it was just yeah. like hard to watch and like right. Lavelle said in the comment there's one person we haven't really mentioned yet and that's mm-hmm. Jordan Phillips. Yes a big dude he can rush the path for his best year with Buffalo he had nine and a half sacks. Yeah yeah I remember that game against Miami where it was like a goal line stand or whatever and he just mm-hmm. kept trying to time the ball time the snap and he got right. a couple times for false starts it's just mm-hmm. i love that about him yes and being able to have so much beef on the interior of that defensive line is huge it's going to be critical for that yeah it is, and especially when you consider 
um, a lot of the teams that we're going to be facing that have those running games. I mean, we we got Tennessee off the top, right? Right, the, our home opener. So we're, I mean, we're going to that defensive line, the interior of that defensive line is going to get tested early and often. And so, so I, I hope I hope they're they're, they're ready for it. I, 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 no doubt, I believe they are going to be ready for it. But but like you had mentioned, Jordan Phillips, I, I loved Jordan Phillips when he was here. Um, there there were times when I was like, dang man, um, I, I wish he would be a little bit more stout against the run. Um, but but I mean, a guy like he, six six three forty. I mean, with that kind of athleticism, who can brush the passer with that kind of uh, speed and agility, like you just don't really see big men moving like that. And so, yeah, I love it. You add him to the fold with. There, there's just gonna be so many combinations, man, across this interior of the defensive line. And I, you had I completely forgotten. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about Daquan and Tim Settle and and Ed. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Jordan Phillips is gonna be. He, he's another. Uh, incredibly underrated addition to the defensive line. Uh, now, 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 you had talked about also, Kyrie, um, Greg Rousseau, a man group, young guy, young guy. Um, he, he, showed, he showed promise his rookie year last year, um, and I think he's, he's perfect for McDermott's scheme. He's at power defensive end. I don't necessarily think that we can expect to see him being like this huge sack guy. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyrie, based upon your, your analysis and stuff like that. But but I, th- I think he's going to be that guy who is going to be stout against the run, setting the edge. And he brings the length so he can rush the passer whenever he needs to. But I don't I don't expect him to be that bendy edge rusher like a Vaughn Miller or or even like 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 Jerry Hughes back in his prime. Yeah, it, it's it's, you know, the the strong side power. And um, yeah. it's definitely, you know, in a 4-3 defense or 4-40 front defense, you know, uh-huh. I think it's so important for just more so the complete skill set that you have to have. Obviously, Mario Williams, obviously Bruce Smith back in the day, you know, those guys dominated. And, yeah, mm-hmm. did they have some tremendous, huge sack number of years? Of course, you know, because yeah. they were, you know, special talents. But I do think – I think Greg – has the athleticism to be able to get there. I, I'm not saying I think he's going to be a, you know, 13, 14, 15 sack a year guy, but yeah. he does have the skill set and the tools um, to be able to get to that. But I think, you know, it's an even more encouraging development knowing that he can play that strong side end. And, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to, I don't want to say hide, but you don't have to hide him on the weak side. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that Von Miller's being hidden on the backs or on the weak side. Um, yeah. I just think he fits in that role you know, tremendously. I mean, you swap out Jerry Hughes for Von Miller. So yeah. Um, yeah. No, and that's again, no offense to Jerry Hughes, but that that's a future hall of famer we're talking about in Von. So, but I think the biggest thing with, with Greg is, you know, the fact that he does have a, you know, a true legit, um, you know, edge rusher on the opposite side of him now, you know, I mean, we saw what DeMarcus Ware did for mm-hmm. um, Von Miller. We saw how um, Bradley Chubb when he came in in Denver and then even last year in, in Denver in uh, LA when you know Vaughn was playing with uh, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald so you know I think just being able to take the next step in terms of growth development maturity you know what I mean the guy's tw- 22 years old he's built like a Greek god he's dude is oh my gosh he is freak so athlete. huge I mean, I have visions of the play against Kansas City the pick against yes like, oh my gosh like that's that's that, that, see you can't that doesn't grow on trees, man. Right. You just you just can't find a guy like that six five, six six. What is he like? I think I think he even got bigger this year, this offseason. He had mentioned, I think he added like seven to ten pounds. Mm-hmm. So he's like what 265, 270, maybe. That, that dude is humongous, man. And with yeah. that kind of reach, um, you know, it's 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 gonna be he's gonna be deadly on on the on the edge for a lot, a lot of quarterbacks who are trying to make those dump offs, especially like like those screen passes. I mean, he just knocks them off. Um, it, you know, you had mentioned something in your article though. 
about Greg that maybe people um, are, are, you know, just just kind of didn't really look at because while they were looking at the sack numbers or whatever. But that's the fact that he is to be so young and to be a rookie. He played an incredibly a, 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 a large amount of snaps, but he had very good technique in his play for a young guy. Talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. For me, I honestly think that, you know, like I was saying about him developing as a strong side end, I really think that was probably the most encouraging thing about his rookie season because, you know, he had a lot of hype in terms of, you know, he had a huge 15 sack season in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, and then, or I'm sorry, in 2019. And then he sat out the 2020 season, obviously due to COVID and everything, but yeah, you know, still went in the first round off of tools and, you know, just, um, I mean, his raw ability but that was you know i think the most encouraging thing to see you know seeing how well he played against the run i mean he finished with a you know 70.2 i believe overall yeah great yeah i mean that's solid for a rookie you really can't ask for much especially i know i know you know some of the numbers aren't eye popping but you gotta think he was doing that for best defense in the league so right do that as a rookie do that as a guy who's really only been playing primarily defensive end two seasons when you consider right know, one, one year at, at Miami where he started, mm-hmm. you know, his rookie year. I mean, most of his time in, in high school, he was playing defensive back and wide receiver, you know, the, which speaks to his athleticism. But dude, the dude is going to be, man, his, his, his upside is so, to the so moon. to the moon, baby, to, to the, I just is out the roof. And, and man, Zach, talk, talk to me about this, man, because I, I, I love how, how Brandon Bean, just finds these guys with so much upside and takes huge gambles on them uh, on 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 the athleticism on the, the the sheer freakness of these guys's traits i mean we've seen it in josh allen we've seen it in tremaine edmonds talk about about how brandon bean is has managed to do pretty well so far when you when you look at i guess those, those three guys um uh, with, with those traits well i think the big key here is you can take as many risks you can put all your chips on as many athletic tall trait guys as possible but it doesn't mean anything unless they have the work ethic to back it up yes that's why josh allen has been so successful he's humble he's hungry groot seems to be heading in that direction Kyrie elam who i know we'll talk a little bit more about to show Uh he showed that during the combine process taking notes all that right same with Jermaine, too. I mean, these guys are – and they're young. They're, they're young, and they have their heads on straight. Isn't that right, Kevin? I mean, like, like, like that's that's incredibly important. And and, and so when you see uh, Brandon Bean bringing these guys in and Sean McDermott with the whole culture, it just it it, it just makes sense, and it, and it fits. Like, like I know a lot of people were like – and myself included at times, you know, when, when they first came on, you know, we're like, man, I'm tired of hearing all about all this culture. But the culture really matters. I mean, like having guys that are this young – um, with this mindset, this growth mindset, here's another one of the, one of those McDermottisms, right? The growth mindset, it it only bodes well for themselves and the team. Yeah, and the other thing about that is they just have a knack for not only evaluating that talent but making those tough business decisions. Like we talked about, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, and then on the inside, Harrison Phillips, Latula Light, even even someone like yeah. Justin Zimmer, who came up huge in that New yes. England game in 2020. Yes. He did. And these are tough decisions where they're we're sitting there thinking, well, these are great guys, fan favorites. They've done a lot in the community. Uh, maybe we'll just find a couple million dollars and we'll give Jerry Hughes. Maybe he'll take the vet minimum. Maybe Harrison Phillips will give us a team friendly deal. Okay. But Bean has that ability and McDermott too. But I mean, Bean's a general manager, but 
they just have that ability to be able to move on at the right time and say, hey, thank you for everything that you did for us, but we're going in a separate direction. Right. And we need to take that next step. And as much as we love you, and for as much as you have done for our team and for our city, we need to get just that much better, which means that we're going to have to go sign someone like Daquan Jones, Tim Settle. Mm. I'm glad someone brought up uh, Jordan Phillips in the in the comments. Yeah. because yeah. I completely forgot about that because when we're talking about the big free agent signings, it was Settle and Jones, and then Jordan Phillips was like on that third wave. Yeah, right. But I don't think he should be forgotten about because he could totally start next to Ed Oliver with that juice that he brings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's another great thing, like I was saying with Bean, how, yeah, you lose Harrison Phillips, and we were sad about that, Justin Zimmer, star of the Tule, but you replace him with Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, and Jordan Phillips. That just yes. takes you so <laughs> much further already on paper, and the yeah. season hasn't even started yet. It does. And, 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 and I mean, and Dan, we, we didn't even mention Shaq Lawson, you know, so I mean, Shaq coming back too. Um, so the, the defensive line is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be legit. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, even Von Miller, um, you know, and, and, and Von Miller kind of, I don't know, there, there's been a little bit of controversy sort of, you know, there was an athletic piece that, that came out, you know, and, and, and we hear some, 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 some little rumblings about, about, you know, Von Miller's path to, to Buffalo. Um, um, Zach, yeah, you want you want to want to touch on it real quick before we uh, before we close this this segment out? Yeah, it was interesting because the Athletic released a piece about it. It was a it's a very good piece. I know mm -hmm. that somebody had posted the link in, earlier in the comments. If you are able to access it, check it out, read it. It's well worth the time. And there's a lot of interesting tidbits, and it's almost like Vaughn Miller was destined to be in Buffalo. Yeah. Way back in the draft process, he was so convinced that he was going to be drafted by the Bills at number three that he wore a Bills cap during his yes. leading up yeah. to the combine, that during his workouts, and he still has that cap with him. Oh, and man, that's awesome. There's other, a couple other things, too. Like One is that Brandon Bean – we all know about how he pursued Emmanuel Sanders for years mm -hmm. with uh, Vaughn Miller. All the way back to 2019, he was calling the Broncos about him. And he called yeah. the Broncos again about him at the trade deadline. It yeah. Did not materialize until this offseason. And also, yeah. an interest, another interesting connection is that Vaughn Miller's agent once represented Bruce Smith, who helped recruit him to Buffalo. Mm. So it seemed like so everything was just kind of lining up for, for Vaughn to, to come back. And, um, you know, and so, I mean, it worked out. Um, yeah, it's the tail end of his career. But I think, I think Vaughn has a lot left in the tank. Um, do, I, do, I, do I foresee him, you know, getting a whole lot of snaps? Um, I, I don't know. In, in, in McDermott's uh, scheme, you know, there's going to be a rotation. And so that may bode well for a guy like, like Vaughn Miller um, at the tail end of his career, using him as that closer, so to speak. Um, but I don't know how much he's going to be. I don't know how much Sean McDermott is going to be able to hold that guy back, man. I, I think, I think, you know, um, he's a dog. You got, you got, you got to let him out there, man. You, you got, you got to let him out there and, and let him get his get his feet wet, so to speak. Um, but I know that that McDermott has the end in mind, right? He's trying to he's trying to hold him and prevent and, and just really just keep him for the playoff run. So we don't want to run his tank out. But man, Von Miller on, on a, even 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 just even just on a on a limited. I think uh, snap count, right, um, can still be incredibly, incredibly productive in this defense, and so I'm I'm excited about that. I can't I can't wait for the defensive line. I can't wait to see how all these guys mesh in training camp, July 24th at Show them the shirt, baby. Show them the shirt, Kyrie. Show them the shirt. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There we go. There we go. Or two weeks from today. There we go. Two weeks from today, man. Two weeks from today. Crazy, crazy. St. John Fisher. It's gonna be phenomenal, man. I can't. I can't wait. We're finally gonna get to see some, some, a little bit of live action from our favorite Buffalo Bills. You know who they are. And so, Kyrie, man, look, brother. Appreciate you so much, man, for for hopping on with us today. Uh, joining the club. You're gonna be back uh, uh, more often, no doubt about it. But um, as we as we uh, close out the segment and move on, tell everybody. And I'm a, I'm a solo you up, baby. Tell everybody where they can find you and uh, what you got going on next. Absolutely. My bad. Hold on, baby. Don't. They don't want to see me. They want to see you. They want to <laughs> see you. There we go. Tell them. No problem at all. Um, you know, I, I did want to share the last thing um, about the Bills D-line. You know, one thing I've always loved about deep defensive lines, it just reminds me of the 2017 Eagles. You know, you can really go anywhere if your D-line is that deep. But for me, my socials, you know, you see it there, at Riri underscore Demos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Also, Kyrie Demos on Facebook. Um, add me, you know, follow my page. You know, I'm going to be posting some some reading the room stories throughout the summer, and then we'll be getting some coverage going throughout the season. You know, I'm not sure exactly if I'm going to be taking the fantasy angle or not yet, but we'll discuss that uh, once it comes. So I appreciate you guys and just can't wait That's to see what up. we got coming. That's what's up, Kyrie. You guys give it a give give Kyrie a hand. Yo, you guys in the chat, go ahead and put some some clap emojis up in there. Give my man Kyrie some love. Kyrie, appreciate you, man. Coming on the show. Have a have a blessed weekend. We'll talk to you later. Guys, man. Kyrie showing up, man. Yo, that, that was good. He, he he brought some incredibly good insight, man, about the Buffalo Bills defensive line that I am like so stoked about because I think now this position could be the deepest that we have um all on the roster. On, on the roster um, um, all together, man. I can't I, I I can't wait, man. I, I'm excited about it, man. So, guys, we got to keep the show moving. Keep the show moving. You guys look here. All of you all in the chat, Saturday morning. Appreciate you so very much for joining. Buffalo Fanatics and the Riders Club. Um, do me this favor. Like this show, comment, and subscribe to the channel with those bell notifications on. All right, as we keep it moving. Yeah, so so next next up on the docket, guys. Um, we have to we have to jump into this. And and uh I don't even need to bring the man on because he's already here. This dude right there. Kevin, my man Kevin, you talked about something so interesting, man, that that, that uh I love, you know, and 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 me. Um, you know, I'm older, even though I look young, I'm older. I'm, I'm 41 years old. Um, you're 41. What? You're 41? I'm 41. Yeah, I thought you said you're 48. I was like, what? No way. Yeah, no, no. I would not have <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, 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 thanks, brother. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm, four, I'm 41. And so I, I grew up in a time, man, when, when it was about those those running backs, man. Like, you know, those 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 bell cow backs, um, you know, and, and, and even some of my – my, I guess my my old school desires to have that kind of a back are still lingering there a little bit. Um, even though the NFL has kind of changed a little bit um, as it as it pertains to that. Though 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 there's still maybe a handful of those bell cow guys. But you had you had written a piece, man. You had written a piece. And by the way, you guys download the BF Network app if you want to know everything that these incredibly handsome and good gentlemen and gentle women, ladies, as you're gonna see a little bit later on in the show, have written. Find it the BF Network app, or you can find it at www.thebuffalofanatics.com. But anyway, they had written a piece. Kevin, you had written a piece, man, about the Buffalo Bills running backs. I um, mean, you actually, well, not necessarily the Bills running backs, but just the, the, I think you had ranked, what, the top 10 running backs. You had done a piece. I think you were working on, like, like the whole 32, right, at, at one point? Or was it just the top 10? Yeah, for a little bit. So, like yeah. we were saying at the top of the show, this is obviously the dead point. 
in the NFL season. So for the last few weeks, I've been trying to think of some more interesting topics to bring up. So if you guys have been following along, I did the all drought Bills team. I took a week yeah. on the offense, the defense, the special teams, and, and the coaches and coordinators. And then the fourth week, I did the top 10 disappointments. Or was it 10 or 15? It was something. It was with yeah. the all drought disappointments. And then I was thinking, well, there still really isn't that much more news to talk about. And I don't want to just keep harping on the same topics every week. So I was like, yeah, this is a perfect time to do some rankings as we head into the season. Maybe you're getting ready for fantasy drafts. So I ranked the top quarterbacks. I did all 32 for the quarterbacks. And then um, for this week or this past week, it was the top 10 running backs. And now coming up this week will be the wide receivers. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, so let's let's so let's, let's 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 just dive in, man. The top the top NFL running backs in 2022. You had put you had put this out um, a few days ago. Um, so so talk about I guess I guess just your um, uh, your top ten. I, I noticed you you had gotten a little bit of pushback, um, um, and I think I think Zach you had shared it, and I saw I saw somebody you know uh, just kind of like like uh, talking about who you have listed at number ten. But um, go ahead and, and and if you can just run through the list um, of who you have as your top 10 running backs. And I guess you can go ahead and start from, from 10 um, all the way and work your way all the way up. Well, the first thing that I'll say is the biggest wrench in this was Christian McCaffrey, because we know how great he can be when he's on the field, but those Mm -hmm. are the key words when he is on the field. So when he is a hundred percent, he is a top five, if not top three or two running back in the league. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. And he had those two seasons of back-to-back 1,000 yards in 2019. He had over 1,000 – actually, he almost had 1,400 rushing yards and over 1,000 receiving yards, and I believe mm-hmm. 18 touchdowns. So he was a machine. But, again, he's only played 10 games over the last two years. So I was like, how can I put someone in my top 10 who we don't know exactly where he's at anymore because I could put him number three – you draft mm-hmm. him in fantasy. I'm not saying you're going to draft him that high in fantasy because I put him number three. But yeah, I'm definitely going to draft him that high in fantasy. I'm, I can't do it this year. Can't do it. No, because he's probably going to be undraftable. Be no, like it could be August 5th. You know, first first week of training camp, he could tear his ACL again. Right. Not again, because I can't remember. I, what, what was it? Hamstring injuries that he had? Yeah, I think I think it was hamstring injury. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he just, just has yeah, those this, this leg injury yeah, in general. Yeah. So. I didn't know exactly where to put him. I, I had him at five originally. I thought that was a nice even ground, but then I was like, even that, that's kind of high for a guy that really hasn't been on the field when you have someone like Joe Mixon who's come in and just he's been great for the Bengals over the last few years. So he made my top ten yeah. right around the same area. So I started off with uh, McCaffrey's just an honorable mention because, again, if he plays this year and he's healthy, he's going to be top five. If he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. then it's like, okay, third year in a row, he's not even close to the top 10 anymore. So you got to put an asterisk behind his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then at number 10, I went with uh, Najee Harris. I thought mm-hmm. that he came in and he had a great year for the Steelers. Um, he had over 1,200 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. He also caught 74 passes for 467 yards and three touchdowns. So a lot of those yards came from the fact that Ben Roethlisberger really couldn't throw anymore, and he just became mm-hmm. – down with everything right i think that is going to be a focal point of the steelers offense again because yeah they have mitch trubisky and i would say that's a slight upgrade trubisky is mm-hmm. obviously not the best but i think i'm rooting for trubisky because um 
you know, he's Josh Allen's backup, and he was just a, a cool guy. He recently yeah. got back. Yeah, I want him to succeed. Yeah, definitely. And after all that with the 2017 draft with the Bears taking mm-hmm. him Holmes, I just feel bad for him. So I want him to succeed. Right. Not too much because I don't like the Steelers. But, um, you know, like I said, <laughs> I it's a light upgrade over Roethlisberger. I think they're going to take some more shots downfield. Right. But at the same point, I think – Najee Harris is going to be the focal point of their offense because Trubisky doesn't have the physical traits like someone like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes does. So that team is kind of built around that physical ground and pound rushing attack. And can I say this, Kevin? Look, I absolutely love Najee Harris. I saw somebody, man, which was kind of trolling. Um, Zach, when you had retweeted it, they said Najee is, is, is overrated. That's cap. That is straight cap. Uh, you know who you are. That that is straight cap, man. Look, I, I love Najee, and and guess and Brandon Bean likes Najee too. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think um uh, maybe the, the year before he actually decided to come out, there was talk that Brandon Bean was very interested in bringing Najee and drafting him. And I think even even a lot of you know the draft guys, the draft gurus, were even slotting him to the Bills. Um, I think it was, but I think his 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 draft projection or his round projection was 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 far later than than round one. I want to say it was like round two, round three. Somewhere around there, but but there were rumors that Brandon Bean was was interested in Najee Harris, but then he decided to go back to Alabama that year, and then we know what happened. You know, we ended up getting uh, uh, Devin Singletary, but Najee Harris, man, look, he he he's he so fits the Pittsburgh Steelers um, offense and and their whole um, just 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 their identity, their their culture fit, right? They're a ground and pound team, they're a physical team, um, but you give him the ball like that, I mean, he can do it all. I mean, he he he's a power back. I mean, he's a he's a lead guy. He's a bell cow. He, I mean, he worked on his craft when he went back to Alabama um, from his receiving standpoint, right? His, and so he's gotten better in that, in that aspect. But, man, you get a guy with his size and his speed, his ability, plus he can, he can, he can come out of the backfield and, and, and catch some passes and even, even some routes. He's a, he's a very, very underrated back, in my opinion. Definitely not overrated. Yeah, and everyone gets better in their second year. I mean, I guess you could have that sophomore yeah. set, but – the longer you're in the league, the better you're going to get. And while mm-hmm. he's still in his prime years, he's really he really hasn't even reached his prime yet because he's still no, young. No, he really hasn't. And, and, and then he, the, the, the offensive line wasn't wasn't you know all that good either um, last year. And so I, I think I think over the, over the course of time, as it progresses, he's going to get even better and better and better. And and plus, now I don't think they're necessarily going to have to rely on him too much. Um, to wear him out, you know, uh, because they have weapons on the outside and they have a, you know, a more a more efficient quarterback um, in, in Mitch Trubisky than they had in an aging Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, man, I, I think the sky's the limit for for Najee. Where, where, just, where do you guys slot him in the in the, in the fantasy draft? Where, like, like I'm, I'm trying to get some tidbits, man. I'm trying to get some tidbits. Zach, it looks like you've got some knowledge, man, on the, on the fantasy aspect. Now, I play in a PPR league. So if you're if you're going to draft Najee Harris, where would you draft him? I would say, me personally, just in terms of like who's available, and you're talking about PPR, so you get yeah. points per reception. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to go in the first round. Easily, he probably will, especially yeah. because he had such a good rookie year, and everyone's yeah. expecting him to do better. So, he, like you said, like we were talking about with McCaffrey earlier, like if he's healthy, he's the number one fancy running back. Najee right. Harris probably will be the first, second, or third running back taken in fantasy drafts this year. Yeah, especially like you mentioned with CMC, and then so we don't know, and I'm sure Jonathan Taylor, I mean, we'll get into John, Jonathan Taylor here here shortly too, but, but Kev, you know, uh, 
I'm sorry, I just had it. You had mentioned it, and I, had, I just had to jump in there because I'm thinking about fantasy also, man. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some some ideas going with fantasy. I was gonna say real quick, put it this way: Would you draft Najee Harris or Christian McCaffrey this year? Najee. If they're both still there, Najee. Najee. I can, yeah. I, can I can count on Najee. I can I can count on Najee. Christian, it's it's a toss up. Now, now he's worth a maybe a second round pick. Maybe you just take a flyer on him. And then you know, and if you've already drafted a running back in round one, and then you just come, you just circle back, and you decide to get like a guy like McCaffrey. I'm not sure where he's where he's slotted in, in the tiers when it comes to fantasy. Maybe second round, maybe third round. I don't know. But in my league, man, running backs come off the board early, and so uh, getting 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 two backs is if you don't get them by the first couple of rounds, man, you're gonna be struggling. And so uh, yeah, I mean uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking Najee um, over CMC, which kind of sounds weird, right? It sounds weird because because CMC was like like top running back, um in fantasy like last year and so like now yeah yeah no I I can't I'm I'm scared to touch him, but go ahead with with your list man so so you got you so you had a uh, and we don't want to I don't want I don't want to give the give the give the uh, the viewers too much because yo you got to go out there and check that article out okay so go ahead and download the BF if you haven't done it right now 53 minutes going into the show if you have not downloaded the app by now go ahead and do it BF Network app okay where you can find all of these articles and you can find the article that uh my man kev wrote and so you had talked about so you had put Najee harris at 10 okay now um i want i want to skip along a little bit let's 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 go up now to uh to five okay so at five you've got joe mixon as a, as a top running back uh, talk to me about why you think joe mixon um is a top five running back in the league yeah so like i said in the article it might be a bit generous having him that high but Mixon had a great year. Obviously, he helped the Bengals reach a Super Bowl. But again, going back to McCaffrey, this is a spot where McCaffrey would be in any normal year. And Elvin mm-hmm. Kamara, too. And Kamara had a down year, and he might get suspended for six games this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so between those two guys, Mixon would probably be seven or eight. But because we don't know what's going to happen with McCaffrey, we don't know how Kamara is going to respond from his injuries and how the Saints are going to respond this year with Jameis Winston hopefully coming back. Mm-hmm. That's why I figured, you know what, Joe Mixon, he had a great year. He had – actually, I just realized he had the same amount of rushing yards as uh, Najee Harris, but just over 1,200. Mm-hmm. He had 13 rushing touchdowns, and he recorded a PFF rushing grade of 82.1, the highest in his career. Now, the one thing holding him back is his pass-catching abilities and mm-hmm. his protection. And that's right. where he, even in the Super Bowl when they took him out for who went it well Samaji P Ryan went in and then Chris yeah. Evans went in too yeah he's losing snaps to those guys if he can get that figured out he could legit be a top five running back where you don't even have to question should you put him five six seven eight mm-hmm. if he can figure that out that would be great for him and for the yeah. Bengals because he has all the talent right there I, I love Joe Mixon man I love him coming out of course I'm an OU fan. And so um, I, I got the pleasure of, of watching him in, in, in uh, at Oklahoma. Love Mixon, absolutely love him. Thought he was—he's always been kind of like an underrated guy, that, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he was been with the Bengals, you know, all these all these years. Um, so he just wasn't getting talked about enough. And so I'm glad that he finally um, popped um, in the national spotlight, so to speak. Uh, you know, last year he's been doing this, and of course he has some injury issues as, as well, you know, here and there. But but man, when he's on, um, it, it's hard—it's hard to find too many backs. 
um, all around backs that are better than Joe Mixon. And granted, like you had mentioned, you know, he does struggle with pass protection. And with him being in the years this long, I'm not too sure if if he still has it in him to even, you know, improve that level of his game. He may, he may not. Um, but yeah, if he if he does that, you know, and, and is able to stay healthy, yeah, Joe Mixon is definitely a top five guy. And then and then you round off the uh the top five um with uh, who you have slotted at number one, which I think is no surprise to anybody at all who's who's been watching um, um, a football, you know, for the past couple of years. It's Jonathan Taylor. Talk yeah. about Jonathan Taylor, man. I was going to give it to Derrick Henry just because Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. And he is of just, course. he has a size speed combo like I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I would be scared to death if I was on the field and he was coming at me full force. I don't know what I would do. I think Micah yeah. went directly at him last year, and I was like, "That's that's a bad man, right there." Yeah, no, he's about to you about to kill yourself, Micah. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, look what happened to Josh Norman a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, no part of that. So I went with Jonathan Taylor because for two reasons: one, the talent is there, and also he's five years younger than Henry. Now, again, I think Derrick Henry he's still in his prime; he's twenty-eight. I think he still has a few good years left in him, but at mm-hmm. some point. That usage is going to catch up to him. It has that to. Wear, right? That wear and tear is going to get to him eventually, and the Titans can't keep riding him out because Ryan Tannehill is getting closer and closer to not being a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore, and they're going to rely on Henry this year and next year, probably while Malik Willis is developing. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it's going to catch up to Derrick Henry. He's going to keep him relevant. He's going to keep him afloat. But, again, there's got to be a point where – his body just says no. You're not 25 years old anymore. Yeah, Derrick Henry has a he has a ton of usage. Like, and then you think about it, like all the usage from Alabama, right? And then he goes into the NFL. And Zach, you can touch about on this too. He's getting like well over 200 carries a year since he's been in the league. I mean, golly, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous to think about the amount of carries. And I get it. This guy is he's he's huge. He's built like a freaking brick house, right? He's freaking 250, you know, for a running back. And you think that oh, he's just a machine, but eventually, man, those gears are going to start getting stuck and 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 then he's going to he's going to break down. I mean, you can't I don't know how much more the Titans can continue to rely on Derrick Henry as much as they have been in the past, especially when you consider the fact that they got rid of A.J. Brown. What do you think about that, Zach? Uh, Henry, man, do you, can, you, can you see them continuing that, that type of usage for him? The, pro- the big problem here is the fact that, like you said, he's been used so much, oh, especially over the last three years. It's insane. Like Insane. He had yeah. 303 carries. Yes. 2020, when he had over 2,000 rushing yards, 78. And then last Jeez. year, he only played eight games, but he was on pace for, like, over 400 carries. It's ridiculous, man. It's insane. And 937 rushing yards in eight games and 10 touchdowns. The, the, dude is, the dude is freaking he's, – he's, like I said, he's a machine, right? He's a machine, and he's productive – and, and and but eventually, man, you, you can't continue a guy like him, he can't continue to have well over 200 carries every year, every year, and take that brute that, that that punishment on his body. I get it, he's a big guy, but eventually, man, it's gonna it's gonna wear out. Yeah, it's especially like you said, they just lost it, just trade away AJ Brown. So yep. there goes one of your top weapons. Yep. Julio Jones is gone as well. I mean, they brought in Robert Woods, but he's still recovering from his injury. Traylon Burks, 
is a mystery because mm-hmm. he's a first round pick and he still needs some development. I mean, you don't even know Ryan Tannehill's still gonna be there next year. Like Malik Willis has promised, but you don't know yeah. what their situation is going to be like. So it seems like they're sort of forcing themselves to possibly have to keep relying on Derrick Henry. And who knows? Who knows when the wheels come off? But Yeah. And so, just, yeah, it, it has to be, right? It has to be. And especially, I mean, I mean, you know, running backs at that age, right, when they, when they started approaching 30, it's kind of when things started going downhill. Now, I'm not, you know – I mean, for, for all we know, Derrick Henry could be a freaking aberration, right? He he can just be that guy who just who just you know, yeah, yeah. He could he just overcome all of that stuff. So we, we don't know. But I, I I agree with you though, Kev. I mean, I would I would I would put Jonathan Taylor um, um, right now, um, younger guy um, at at number one. But you know, even even he though, I mean, when you look at even even Jonathan Taylor, he had a lot of carries last year, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of carries. I think what what three hundred thirty two. Yeah, 330. Um, so, and then this his rookie year, 230. You know, so he, he so they gave him an extra 100 carries um, last year. Do I think that he's going to have that 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 much again this year? I don't think so. I mean, with with Matt Ryan, the addition of him, um, I think they will probably you know, you know utilize the passing game more often. But but no, make no mistake about it. You know that offense is probably going to run through Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a former second round pick. And as a rookie, he had 1,169 yards and 11 touchdowns, like you said, on 232 carries. And then in his second year, talked about some of those guys having those sophomore slumps. Well, he absolutely exploded. And he had over 1,800 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns on 332 carries. So in two years, he has almost 3,000 rushing yards and 29 touchdowns. And he's a pretty good receiving back, too, as we saw in the Bills game, unfortunately, in November. But this is a guy that's just the complete back. And, again, like we were saying, eventually it'll probably catch up to him if they're going to give him 300 handoffs a year. Mm-hmm. But for now, yeah. well, he's, what, 23, 24? He's young. He's a limit with this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's long. He's, he's young. And, and it makes me wonder if he will see that second contract, you know, if they continue this kind of usage, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of like, like, like Ezekiel Elliott, you know, um, in Dallas, how they just used him, used him, used him, used him. Now, now they, they, they paid him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, but if you got a back like that, I mean, it makes, it makes sense business wise, right? Get all the usage out of them while they're on that rookie contract. And then second contract comes up. If you start to see the decline, you go ahead and, and move on from them. Um, but you know what, Kev, I did notice though, in this list that you, uh, that you created, there wasn't, a guy on there um, that maybe Bills fans are like, well, why isn't, you know, this guy on the list? We don't see Devin Singletary on that list, man. Yeah. Like, like, so you're saying Devin Singletary is not a top 10 back in the NFL right now. Um, I've, I've heard people even try to put out the fact that, that, yo, they believe that Devin is a, he's a, he's a top 10 back. But uh, according to you, Kev, you don't see that. I don't. I, I don't even have him in my top 20. And I, I love Singletary. I oh, love him. Yeah. But yeah. I just think that he is not in that top probably two tiers, right? Like this is tier one. Maybe you could break it into even three tiers. But for now, we'll, we'll just do it this way where yeah. I did tier one with the top 10, I guess 11 with McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And then there was another tier where I went up to 20. And I was like, I really don't think that – Singletary is part of this. Now, he had a great end of the year last year, and he really turned it on. And I think one of the biggest things that helped him was 
not only Ryan Bates and the offensive line coming together so well, but also the Bills kind of gave him that trust that you're RB1 going forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to worry about splitting snaps with Zach Moss and Matt Breida. And Motor just put his head down and said, okay, I'm the guy. And I think that helped a lot. But at the end of the day, I still don't think that he is better than, I don't know, I'm just going to throw someone out there like Leonard Fournette. I would still take Leonard Fournette over Devin mm-hmm. Steele. Yeah. And I'll get to Leonard Fournette a little bit because I'm going to briefly just touch on uh, some of the guys that I have ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I love the Bills' backfield now. Even though I'm not that high on Singletary, I'm yeah. high on the Bills' backfield as a whole because mm-hmm. what they did with that James Cook draft pick, you guys know I was on that all offseason. I was like, this is a guy, speedy, shifty, pass-catching back. You yeah. complement him with Singletary. That balances it out perfectly. You get Duke Johnson, too. You still have Zach Moss. So even though the Bills don't have one of those top-tier running backs, I would say they have a top-tier duo because I think that's where we're going in the NFL, where you don't need that bell cow back anymore. Someone like we're talking about Najee Harris. Gone are those days in the NFL because now everything is with the passing game. So, okay. so, 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 Kevin, so Kevin, hold, hold on. I mean, let me let me let me jump in real quick, okay? Because you know, um, I, I've got to ask this question now. So, so now, where does the Bills' backfield rank? Like, like if 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 you talk about them in general, right? With 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 um, Motor, James Cook, Moss, Duke Johnson, where where would you rank them um, in the in the league? I think it's definitely got to be top ten, right? Yeah. I I mean, I haven't really thought about it completely yet in terms uh-huh. of rankings yeah you should even be able to make a case for top five i mean i love what teams like the browns the packers even the yeah, Cowboys, the, the yeah. broncos uh-huh. um you know I, I think the blueprint was kind of set mm. with cleveland not that, not that they like really set it out but you have that big powerful running back with nick chubb and then you have kareem hunt and now dearness johnson too yes and then with um the packers I know Aaron Jones is RB1, so they kind of put roles here, but A.J. Dillon is that, that – He's that bruiser. Uh, yeah. He's a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is a speedy, shifty guy. And then yeah. you go out to Denver, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Yes. Dallas has Zeke and Tony Pollard. So yeah, I think, even, even the Chargers now, they, they, with Austin Eckler, and then they drafted C.J. – I mean, I see – I will say C.J. Spiller. <laughs> Spiller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then, Spiller from even, from even uh, you know, an underrated team like Seattle who – no one has expectations for them, but you have Rashad Penny. He was like Motor. He had a great mm-hmm. end of the season, and now they draft Kenneth Walker. Who knows what they yeah. can do? And they that have Chris Carson too. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. So that that running back by committee is, you know, has is is becoming the new model, um, in the NFL. And and you know what? I, I mean, I can't even I can't even lie. Like in the off season, I wasn't even th- thinking about James Cook. Like my, my my thing was, I wanted somebody better than Mo- better than Motor because I thought that okay, he's he's going into the final year of his contract. There's no way I see Brandon Bean signing him, bringing him back, right? So we need somebody who can handle that that RB one role. And so I was I was all aboard, you know, the Brees Hall train. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, after after you know getting uh, James Cook, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, I, I see that I can see the dynamic, I can see the, the 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 dynamic in the offense and what he could bring out of the backfield. Um, but when you but when you talk about like a guy like Duke Johnson, I'm curious to see like who's actually going to be on the cutting block because there's no way we're going into the season with Motor, Cook, Moss, and Duke Johnson. Of course, we know Tyrone Jones is going to be there uh, special teams, but do you see any of those four right now um, outside of Tyrone Jones being cut or not making the f- the final 53 roster? 
I feel like you kind of have to because then you look at the wide receivers. We've been talking about the slot position, and it's like, well, someone's got to go from there, right? Yeah. Maybe not. Do you? I mean, I don't see him cutting Crowder. They signed him for a reason. McKenzie, right. we love McKenzie. Uh, maybe Marquez Stevenson gets cut. Tavon Austin is here now. So there's so many guys at the slot receiver position. That makes it harder for the running backs. Right. If the Bills didn't load up at wide receiver, you could say, okay, maybe we can keep five running keep, backs. Keep, right, exactly. Uh-huh. Now yeah. both of those positions are just so complete. Right. But think, Duke Johnson, do you think Duke Johnson is kind of in the in the mold of like James Cook? Like, like don't, do you think they kind of share similar uh, skill sets? Yeah, I, th- I think he's an older version of okay. James Cook. And right. I like that because that's what you need, right? The Bills need speed, mm-hmm. speed talent. So I think Zach Moss is the odd man out. Me too. Me but too. they might want to keep him because Josh Allen has been the one that's been taking Moss's steps because he is a big bruiser. When right. you need two or three tough yards, you go to Allen. You go to Allen. have shown that they kind of want to preserve Allen's body. Man, that's going to be tough, though, Kev, because I'm, I'm like, the more I think about it, man, the more I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know, because you have to you have to take Motor's contract into account, right? And the understanding that Moss is just a year behind him. So if you don't have any – any if, if Bean is like, I'm not going to bring Motor back, you, you I mean, and you end up cutting Moss, you essentially just have James Cook and Duke Johnson, right? And so you're going to have to go back into the draft or maybe even free agency and add another guy – so it almost kind of makes sense to, I guess, keep Moss around, right, for the future aspect of it, right, um, and, and and be willing to to you know part ways with with Motor um, after you get the most out of him in a contract season, and then you go into next season or at least the off season with 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 Moss and Cook, um, Duke Johnson. I don't think they're going to keep him, especially depending upon what they see out of James Cook this year, right? And so he may be, you know, you may you may be able to get rid of him. And then so that gives you an idea, an opportunity to at least at least have a somewhat of a solidified back backfield. And then it gives you the opportunity to maybe decide, hey, you know what? I think we need to add another guy in here um, because Moss is going to be coming up in a, a year later. You know, so th- there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions that, that that Brandon Bean has to make. That's a way above my, my my pay grade. I don't I don't I don't know what he's going to do. I'm just I'm just um, excited about training camp and what um, he, he can offer. Um John Williams comes in and he's, he's he's talking about James Cook. He says he says he says can Cook block in the NFL? Pass catch, uh, pass block. I mean, you know, uh, of course he's a rookie man. But, but so Kev, what, what do you what do you see out of James Cook and what do you think he can bring? Like, do you think he's he's that guy who can um, um, pass block? I don't I don't think he's there yet at all in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think he's a little bit smaller. I think he can. I can't remember what the uh, pre-draft analysis was on him. I can't remember if they said that. He's been working on it, and he's getting better. I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn sure, here sure, without sure. knowing. But I know that that's something that the Bills like with Zach Moss, his pass protection. So yes. that's another thing that comes into play. And then yes. we know how much the Bills value special teams. So can Duke Johnson mm-hmm. play special teams? Can Zach Moss? I don't think so. Can no. James Cook do something on special teams? Can he return punts if need be? That's the first time I've heard of that. I'm just throwing that out there. But yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, man, that's great. That's a great point. There's so many different variables that if it were me, I would probably cut Zach Moss just because of the season that he had last year. But then again, you look at it, and he was never right from those injuries. The ankle injury that he suffered against the Colts in the 2020 playoffs, they said that that's why he wasn't able to cut. And Mm -hmm. that would make sense because he had a wide open end zone uh, against the Patriots in that Monday night game. 
and that one still bothers me. It bothers but, me too. It bothers me too, and it, it bothered Rico. You know, he he he, he threw a clip out there, which just was just so so upset about it, and I can't blame him. I, I think you know, if gun to my head right now, um, I would say I would say Duke Johnson is the man out. I, that's that's just kind of what I would what I would think. Um, because you know you don't have to utilize Moss in the way you utilize you you uh, you, you run motor. You can just use kind of Moss as that 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 closing back. You know, um, to close out games, four minute offense. You know, and just just pound them up the gut, whatever. You know, don't don't make them, you know, uh, have to bounce outside and make these kind of you know vision cuts. Just 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 pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, slow the game down, tempo kind of guy. Um, so that, that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. Um, but I know. And I, I, I want to bring I want to bring this person on real quickly as as we shift gears here because uh, we're, we're an hour in uh, uh, and then some change into the show and the guy again you know to everybody who's watching live appreciate you guys so very much for joining us on the first edition of the Riders Club presented by the Buffalo Fanatics and to everybody who's watching on replay thank you so very much do me a favor like comment and subscribe smash those likes right now but yo I've got somebody that we also want to bring in He's, she's she's a contributor to the fan to the, to the, to the Fanatics and uh, she's very chaotic very very chaotic but you know zach uh, you want to touch on this because she 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 has this 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 this, this british take right that uh, you know trying to uh, I, I guess you can say i'm um, trying to um make the nfl make sense for what, what, what do you call them plonkers is that what you call them yeah that's what she calls them. <laughs> never heard that phrase before but i've I never it. heard that i have never heard that before and so um what, what i want to do real real quickly real, real quickly is i want to bring her on um, um and, and i want her to try to you know make sense of this running back room here that kevin has talked about and make it make sense for those british plonkers but guys look you know her well she is none other than i hope she's ready she's sitting in the green screen and you know and she's she's got this this background going on yo I'm sure, yo, let's, let's bring her on. Here she is. Here she is. Hey, Twinkie right. Winky. <laughs> Chaotic, savage Trish. She is in the building. Trish, what is going on? How are you doing? I am all right. It's it's hot here today. I'm not supposed she, to be she, hot here, so she, I've got the I am all right. It's, it's hot here today. No, it's don't, don't you, do that, Rev. <laughs> do you... Do you, do you <laughs> how how is my my accent? Is it, is it good? It's not. It's not. No, it's, it's, not uh, it's awful. This is embarrassing awful. for you. No, it, <laughs> this is, it's embarrassing for you and every American to ever exist. <laughs> well, can you do an American accent? I've always wondered. I've seen actors. I'm like, how can you do that? There's too many American accents to focus in on everywhere you go. Focus on one. Just focus on one. I'm putting you on the spot. I, I I can't. I can't. Absolutely. No, it's not. It's not can't. It's can't. No. I can't. No. Say can't. <laughs> I, just, I, I got. I got to have some have, have some fun with Trish. So Trish, Trish is a, she's a, she is another contributor to the BF right to the Fanatics, um, and and I want her to kind of she she likes running backs, but there's one back that she really likes. But maybe you can call him a tight end, or maybe you can call him a fullback. I don't know because Kevin decided that he was not important enough to even put in the list either. Uh, Reggie Gillum, and this is another guy that, that that Trish has really been trying to get his attention. For I don't know how long, but she's been trying to get his attention, Reggie Gillum. But Trish, do us this favor. First of all, say hi to those who are watching, and then Hello. I want you to try to explain some of this stuff that 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 Kevin has been talking about to those British plonkers. And where does that come from, anyway? Plonker just means idiot. It's just oh, something shoot. that it's just it's just it's just like a slang term for idiot. Like you know, someone will do something stupid, like oh, why are you being oh, such man. a plonker? So that's <laughs> okay. that's what that's what noted. Yeah. I'm gonna use it. I'm, I'm gonna like, use oh, it. Oh, you should. You most definitely should. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So any any, any British rock. person okay. who's reading who's reading the article will know immediately who I'm referring <laughs> to. 
No yeah. doubt. Okay, so so Trish, um, what do you think about Kev's list? The the, the the top, I mean, the top ten that, that he's mentioned, but he doesn't have he doesn't have Motor Singletary on that list. Um, um, do you do you agree, disagree, or, or, or where would you put Motor? Yeah, I definitely agree. He's not top ten. Um, yeah. I do like him. I do think he's the Bills. Uh, I'll be one, but he's not top ten for sure. I don't think so. I do mm -hmm. think you could put him in top twenty. I'm not sure where, possibly 15, 15 to 20, I would put him okay. um, just because of what he did towards the end of the season. Um, he, he broke out, and I don't think you can blame that on him. You blame that on the play calling and, and what they were doing. Mm. So I think if they put him into the game as much as they did towards the end of the season, he can definitely climb the ranks and get into that top 15, top 10 position Absolutely. this season. It's just, it's just about where they use him. I think he's got the potential to do that. Um, but at the same time, I don't want them to be using too much because I do like having Josh Allen there. Having when you've got a quarterback like that, you don't want to be using your backfield too often. Yes, yeah, so. yeah, no doubt. And so I, I think <laughs> I think it's going to be a good balance, like you mentioned earlier, Kev. Right? It's going to be a good balance with with James Cook and and, and Motor Singletary. Um, you know, you know what I what I like about it. It, it may, maybe people are like like poo pooing Motor because of this fact, but he's not going to see a lot of a lot of um, heavy boxes, right? When you when you've got Josh Allen. And you've got Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, Jamison Crowder, um, uh, McKenzie, uh, you know, and, and the likes. I mean, you've got all of those weapons, Dawson Knox, OJ. Oh, my gosh. Just just incredible amount of weapons at their disposal. You're not going to see heavy boxes. So that bodes well for the running backs. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could also kind of not be a good thing because then, uh, you know, you talk about like a bell cow back with like someone like Najee Harris. He's going to get the ball every time. Singletary might not get the ball that much because the ball's in Josh Allen's hands. You're not going to have the ball in Mitch Trubisky's hands like you are with Josh Allen. So I can see it working both ways. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I guess what I'm saying is, is, is when it's time to run the ball, they're going to be running against light boxes, and so it should be so. So the running game for the Bills, should oh, be, I see, should, should, you see, what I'm saying should be should be more, I guess, more efficient, or or you know, um, it'll be easier for for Singletary and the guys to really. Um, get those yardage because they're not facing those heavy boxes like like you like you can expect Najee Harris and the Steelers to face. You like you can expect Jonathan Taylor to face and all those guys who are you who you know are bell cow backs whose offense is centered around them. Right, they're going to get a lot of attention. Our running backs are not going to get a lot of attention, so it bodes well for them when it comes time to actually running the ball. I guess we can expect to see more more efficiency uh, from, from that standpoint. It's kind of kind of you know um what we yeah, what, I'm, what I'm talking about there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Trish. Um, so, so um, ex explain, explain it real quickly um, to to these bonkers, you know, about about uh, about uh, I guess just the running backs and what what Kev was talking about. Um, for all those, I mean, we got UK fans watching. I mean, all of that kind of stuff. So, so explain it to them. Let make it make sense for your British plonkers. So your running backs are the guys who are supposed to run up the field. <laughs> I gotta I gotta follow you, okay? I, I gotta follow you. All right, so here you go. Yo, listen to Savage Trish, okay? She's chaotic and she's chaotic for a reason, but she knows football. All right, don't sleep. This is for you, British plunkers. Go ahead, Trish. Tinky winky. All right, so your running backs, they're the guys that are supposed to run up the field when they get the ball in their hands. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they decide to drop it the second the running back, the quarterback gives them the ball. Other times they run in the opposite direction, and sometimes they run directly into defenders, which is not what they're supposed to do. Um, but they do run all the way up the field. 
sometimes they get a bit too aggressive like Derek Henry we don't want that kind of running back facing our defenders because it was a bit embarrassing for Josh Norman I think everyone can agree with that um, but yeah that is basically what they do anything else is irrelevant um, because some of them are supposed to block but they're terrible at that you can't do that and then you get your fullbacks who are a wasted roster position in my personal opinion there's no need for them to be there um, but yeah that is a very British breakdown <laughs> yo no doubt no doubt about it yo, yo I, I, you got you gotta love trish um she she is she is a, a favorite man she that, that girl she's crazy uh seriously she's she, she's out of out of this world man but I, I love how she breaks it down for everybody um especially for those part I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now i'm gonna use it and i'm gonna use it um with that accent well not accent accent you know i'm gonna use it accent I don't care how it's how it sounds, but I'm gonna do it. So uh, Trish, appreciate you so very much, girl. Um, um, and and uh, matter of fact, Holmes, let me bring you back to the stream because I, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you um, on, on social media. So go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so just it's just savage under, savage underscore Trish on Twitter and on Instagram. So just just find me there. Um, I've changed my handle to chaotic Trish, so you can find it there as well. Please don't search for Tinky Winky; you won't get the right results. You won't get it. <laughs> all right, Trish. Good looking out. All right, girl. We'll see you later. All right. Thanks, man. Okay, man. Yo, you got gotta gotta love Trish. Gotta love Trish. All right. So, Kev, um, you you're gonna stay here. You're gonna stay here. Um, and, and everybody knows by now. You can find all of these articles on the BF Network app. And matter of fact, if you don't know anything about it, check it out right here real quickly and stay tuned because I've got another guy coming on right here. He's been waiting patiently in the green room. My man, Bryce Martino. I see you, baby. You're coming up soon. Here we go. But until then, BF Network app. Check this out. Overdrive. Yes, sir. So download the BF Network app and you can find all of these incredible articles from all of these and all of your favorite BF contributors. So right now I've got somebody here in the background. He's been, like I said, sitting here waiting patiently, waiting patiently to get in. Um, and that is none other than Bryce Martino. Come on in here, Bryce. What's up, baby? How you doing, man? What's going on? Good to be here. Oh, yo. So Bryce, man, yo, Bryce is another fantastic contributor to the Buffalo Fanatics Network and uh, he, he he continues to put out article after article and, and just just a lot of uh, great content and so Bryce man hey I'm glad that you are joining us today for the Riders Club man um, let everybody know how you feeling and uh, say say hello to all of those beautiful Buffalo Fanatics who are watching all around the world what's going on it's good to be here my name is Bryce Martino obviously uh, you can find me on the Buffalo Fanatics Twitter. I run that, and I think I do it pretty well, I have to say. Uh, you can find me. 
No doubt. Uh, you can find me uh, writing articles for Buffalo Fanatics. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the FB Analyst. Sweet. So you yeah, guys make sure you go ahead. Make sure you make sure you make sure you follow my man Bryce. Um, he, he's he's dope. I mean, we, like I said, you know, uh, we have we have some of the best in the business, man. I'm just. You know, call me Homer or whatever. I mean, I just, I just believe it, man. We've got, we've got some of the best in the business, and and we've got to, you know, give credit where credit's due. Um, Zach and and Kevin and, and and a lot of the guys there at BF, man, they've been putting together an incredible team, and Bryce is just another member of that team. And so, Bryce, we we are we are so glad to have you on the show, man. Uh, you had you had talked about, um, you had put a, put out an article, man, about the cornerbacks, man. You had uh, mentioned something that um, it, we're gonna we're gonna see a whole lot out of. Um, here, here in training camp, and that was a cornerback two battle, man. Cornerback two battle between uh, Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam. Why don't you go ahead and just just talk to us a little bit about um, that article and what you are expecting to see out of those two guys? Yeah, so obviously we don't know when Trey White's going to be back. It's been a mystery ever since OTA started. Yeah. If if Trey does miss part of the part of the season um you know obviously elam and dane jackson are going to be taking over the uh starting cornerback roles yeah. but after that once trey comes back it's kind of uh you know kind of up for debate because dane obviously looked pretty good like towards the end of the season and during the playoffs got some yeah. praise from coaching staff called they called him like one of the best tacklers in the game he's he's a he's a very good tackler very good tackler, and I know I know McDermott. He he really appreciates that, and yes, I think that's one of the one of the values that that he has when he when he's when he's looking at cornerbacks is they have to tackle, they have to be right. able to tackle in this in this scheme. And I think he filled in pretty well for Trey White too, considering everything that happened and doing it in such short time. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, you got Kyrie Elam, who was your first round draft pick. Obviously, he's going to get a lot of the hype. Right. Obviously, like a first round pick, you don't want him to be on the bench to start the season. Right, no doubt. But no doubt. He's yeah. still kind of a mystery too, because he's had an up and down training camp or OTAs and mini camp, mm-hmm. I should say. Right. So obviously if he's still raw, you don't want to put him in too soon, you know, going against some of the Rams receivers, Bengals receivers. Yeah. Guys yeah. like that. Yeah. And and, and I agree, I agree, man, because um, you know, first of all, I mean, I'm I'm like like so interested in seeing that battle. If I know McDermott, I mean, if any of us know him, we know that he's he kind of leans to vets, right? I mean, he's because of, because of that experience factor. Dane Jackson has been in the system for a while now. Um, he has the trust of those two incredible All Pro safeties behind him, also, and so they're gonna have a, a lot of say, I believe, and 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 who they feel most comfortable with to start the season. Um, but that that battle, though, man, um, is going to be good. And I think I think it's not. I think the battle is not necessarily for um, um, who's going to start because we we know we know those two are going to start to start the season. But it has a lot to do with when Trey comes back, and um, that is going to be oh, man. Can we get Trey back as soon as possible, please? I mean, <laughs> you know, because when I when I you know look, looking at this and, and uh, me me and Zbot, you know, we had talked about this. Um, um, you know, and I show we talked about the schedule, right? And there's uh, the Bills have 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 a tough have a tough schedule coming up, and early and it kicks off early and often. I mean, it's, it's there there's some teams, man, that that the Bills are gonna have to come correct on really 
really quick out of the gate. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous, man, when it comes to those two guys, because we face, obviously, we know in the, in the kickoff game against the Rams, we've got, we've got Matthew Stafford, right? I mean, so we're, so, so they're facing like elite level quarterbacks, Matt Stafford throwing to Cooper cup, right? The, uh, the, 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 uh, who won, who, who, who led the league in, in receptions and, 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 uh, and, and, and all the yards and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then you've got Allen Robinson who they threw, who they threw in also. And so like, I'm like, golly, man, off the cuff. These guys are gonna get tested, tested. Now I like, um, I, I like Kyer Elam, and you had mentioned something here in, in your in your article about just just his this, I, I guess his prototype man. I mean just just the size that he offers to the Bills' um, defensive backfield that we don't really have. Um, and so talk about that because Kyer he's 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 not a, he's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination, and he's incredibly fast. Yeah, one thing that um, Buffalo's been lacking in years past is size. You got Trey White, yeah. who's six foot. You got, or you had Levi Wallace, who's like 5'10, 5'11, somewhere like that. So adding someone like, um, you know, Kyrie Elam, who can go up against the Devontae Parkers of the NFL, mm-hmm. who's, I, I know we're facing him twice a year again, but still. Right. Um, and then Tyreek, guys like Tyreek Hill. You can match Elam up with his speed. I think he ran what was it four three five? Yeah, 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 exactly. It was he's, somewhere he's crazy. Four, like four that. guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. four three nine. Somebody. He, so he's fast. So he brings that speed element to the game, which is what what McDermott and even Bean were talking about, right, Zach? I mean, I mean, they were they were talking about yo, we need to add speed to the. I mean, we've seen it at time and time again, right? At, you know, the last couple of years, um, in the playoffs, we've we've been freaking beaten by by Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, but but mainly it's Tyreek Hill. It's been Tyreek Hill who's been, it's been killing us. And so there's been a need for speed in the secondary, right? A need for speed. I mean, we got, we had, we had uh, uh, Levi Wallace, not a fast guy at all. I mean, we even saw it against the, against, against the Patriots. If not for that incredible interception by Micah Hyde, Levi got burnt. <laughs> that, oh, was a, got that, was, that was a touchdown waiting yeah, to happen. If not for Micah Hyde saving the, saving the day, right? And changing the, the momentum of that game. Levi's got burned, so he's a slow guy. Dane Daxton is not a fast guy either, and so, I mean, dang, I mean, so when you have Kyer Elam running a sub four four forty, that that has to help, especially with matchups uh, where matchups are concerned. Zach, would you agree with that? Definitely. Like, let's put it this way: remember, not this past playoff against the Chiefs, but the year before, that one play where Tyreek Hill busted loose. Who was the closest guy to him? Justin Zimmer. A oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Was the guy chasing him down. Not Levi Wallace, not Dane Jackson, because obviously Dane Jackson wasn't on the team. But the point being, it's been a persistent problem. Yeah. We all, fans have known it. I think deep down the Bills knew it too, and then just didn't realize it until last year, especially when you were 13 seconds away from going to the yeah. AFC Championship game. Man, you didn't even actually that big Tyreek Hill touchdown reception didn't need to happen. Oh, gosh, man. But they finally did. They bucked the trend. They finally took a first round corner, finally took a speedy corner. Yeah. And I think that he is going to be the long term solution at CB2. And he has the upside to possibly be a CB1 quality player. Mm -hmm. However, I think initially, because like you said, Bean likes to ease the rookies in, 
Mm-hmm. Jackson will probably get the initial nod because he has more experience, but then right. he'll gradually ease in Kyrie Elam into that spot. Right. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, but I think I think I you know just going into the season, I mean, they're both gonna have to start. I, I don't see. Kyrie Elam not starting on the opposite, at least until Trey White gets back. I, I don't see them going with anybody else, right? Starting um, on, on on the other side, so they have to get him in pretty quickly in training camp. But after that, when Trey is healthy, that's when that that's that's when you're going to really see all right who who who's going to be the guy because because the competition it's not just going to be in training camp, right? The competition I think they're going to be looking at how these guys perform in live regular season action as well. Right, that to determine all right who's going to be the one who's going to get the nod um, beside uh, uh, Trey Davis White when he comes back fully healthy. Now, now, uh, Bryce, yeah, you had talked about also in this piece where you again, you guys can follow it. You can find them. Uh, uh, all of these articles, man, on the BF Network app. Go ahead and download that right now. You can find uh, Bryce's article. You can find all these guys' articles, or you can go to uh, uh, thebuffalofanatics.com. But, but, Bryce, you had talked about Kyrie's even coming out of college. He has a low passer rating against him. Talk about that for oh, a second yeah. real, real, real quickly. It's the third uh, best among SEC corners at 55.6 since 2019. So obviously he's going or, you know, he's showing up every week and dominating even in college. Yeah. And that's and that's against against some of the best talent, you know, because I guess we, oh, we can all agree SEC are the, are the kings you know, of college football. And so he's he's been doing that against the best of the best you know, since 19. Um, and so you can, you can only expect, I guess, him to be able to carry that over. Of course, there, there, there's going to be some, some trial and error, right. Uh, adjusting to the NFL, but he has a talent. He has the upside to do it in the NFL. Um, and, and what I also like about, about him is, is he's, he's a more of a, a physical press, um, a man corner um, than, than the guys that we have even, even, even more so than, than Tredavious White has shown. So um, I, I think with, with the scheme that, that we run, um, is it possible to see him in more press man coverage? Uh, um, either one, Kev, uh, do you want to you want to jump on that? What, what, do you, what do you think that that we can expect to see out of Kyrie Elam um, when it comes to press versus zone coverage? Well, that that, that was a thing. Um, you might have just been saying it, but was he better? He played a lot of man in college, right? Yeah, yeah, because Levi was great with zone, but yeah, going back to the conversation with what we're saying about Levi and Dane. I've liked those guys, but for the last couple of years, I was telling my friends, Levi's not the answer. I, I like him. He's a perfect Buffalo story, yeah. undrafted free agent. He's worked his way up. Right. Same thing with Dane Jackson. Late-round draft pick. I love the story, but at the end of the day, they're not going to get us over the hump to get to the Super Bowl, and I wanted to see them get an upgrade. So I, I love that they drafted Elam in the first round because I think he has those physical traits that can match up with guys like Tyreek Hill, not that I don't think the Dolphins are going to be the AFC championship game this year. But, you know, just guys like that, the NFL is becoming so speedy and, and just quick and uh-huh. athletic. You need guys on the opposite end to match up. So the Bills play a lot of zone, but I think that they're going to try to mesh their coverages and their schemes mm-hmm. with the talent that they have. So I, the, the Bills do play man. I, I think they're just going to mix it up a little bit more based yeah. on the talent that they have on their roster now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you had mentioned Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you don't think that the, you know the, the Dolphins are going to be in the AFC Championship game. I agree, but we're gonna, we are going to get our dose of them, um, uh, and, and fairly early in the season too. So I'm 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 interested to see that because uh, if if Trey does not make it by by what is that what, what week four, 
or, or you know, the, the, the uh, third game against the Dolphins. So, so we're going to get a firsthand uh, view of whether or not, you know, Kyrie Elam, because I expect him to kind of match Tyreek. Um, if, 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 if Trey's not there, I don't see them putting Dane Jackson on Tyreek. He's going to get burnt. So at least match speed for speed. Um, and we'll, and we'll see, um, how, how he, he fares against a guy of that talent. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that battle in training camp. Um, you had you had said uh, Bryce, you had you had made a prediction about about who you think um, will start initially, and you had made it. You, I guess you had even uh, I guess touched on it earlier that you think Dane's experience is going to be the one that that'll put him over initially. Um, but man, but when Trey comes back, I think it's going to be very hard uh, to keep Kyrie off the field. Not just because he's a first round draft pick, but but just because of his upside and what he brings, I think that he's going to show up. And by the time Trey gets back, I, I think I think you have to go with Kyrie here because just because of the upside, unless he just completely poo poos the bed and shows that he's just not ready, um, which I, I highly doubt. Um, it's, it's almost hard not to put him in the in, in the game, really, right? What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean his size and speed is what's going to put him over Dane Jackson um, once Trey comes back because you you even mentioned it his his abilities. Like you can't keep him on the bench with his size and his speed and everything that he yeah. can bring to the game, especially early in the season. You know, covering Tyreek Hill, right? Covering Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, all these guys. You need him to be on the field as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that, and and you know what? Um, and then so so that also uh, makes our depth a whole lot better because now if you have Dane Jackson, you know, as a depth option. Um, that, that I feel a whole lot better with say let's let's say I'm talking about with Trey's back healthy right so you got Trey and Kyrie right but then you have Dane Jackson as that depth corner to come in um, as opposed to last year when we when we just had you know where we're rolling with with uh, Levi Wallace and you know so I I think I think the depth um, has gotten stronger just because just by virtue of adding a guy of Kyrie's talent right so it, so it pushes more talent down down the uh, down the depth chart so. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Go ahead, Kev. What's up, man? I just want to say, yeah, we, we can't sleep on Christian Benford either. I think this guy's going to be a really, really sneaky. Talk about him, man. Yeah, because I, because yeah, I haven't mentioned, and I did, I did completely forget about Benford. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was uh, just looking at it, and I, I wrote about this. I don't even remember. I think back in April after the draft, but in 36 games at Villanova, he finished with 137 tackles. 47 pass breakups and 14 interceptions and quarterbacks had a 25.2 rating when targeting Benford in coverage last season. So this is a guy that was drafted in, what was he, a sixth round pick? Mm. Yeah. Six round pick. Uh-huh. Yeah. So a lot of people weren't too high on him. I mean, for the, the analysts that do this day in and day out, they're saying that this could be really good. But for someone like us, like, did you guys know about Benford? On day three, no, I, I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, and I thought I was doing a lot of research, but I I hadn't even heard of him. So right. I think she's going to be a really really sneaky um, addition to this roster. He's a, he's a big corner, 6'1", 200, 205. Yeah. So, yes. so again, a, a, another uh, another height weight. You know, guy. What, what did he, what did he run? Does anybody know that? Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to look it up right now. What did he run? He, he had an almost 92 PFF grade in 2021 and that was first amongst um F- fcs cornerbacks wow so, so he could be uh cb4 because i i could totally see him beating out cam lewis where it could be 
Trey, Elam, Dane, and Benford. And that would yeah. be a real solid four group of corners. There you go. So I'm showing that he ran a sub four five, like a four four, four four forty. So a guy six one two oh five four four forty. Um yeah. Yeah, sign me up all day. Um so so again, I was talking about depth with just with this Dane Jackson, but now you you know you've got Christian Benford. That's gonna be very good, you know, for the Bills. Um, in case anything happens, or if Trey happens to miss, you know, an extended amount of time, or just whatever the case may be, you know, you you always want to have. You can never have, you know, too many cornerbacks um, on on your roster, especially quality cornerbacks on your roster going into the to the season. Especially, you know, looking at how the NFL is trending now with all of these wide receivers and and a lot of these pass guys, uh, these 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 incredible passers like the likes of Mahomes and 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 and, and uh, 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 freaking uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and and Matthew Stafford. Some of the guys that we're going to be facing having quality cornerbacks is going to bode well for the defense um no doubt about it well guys look we are an hour and 40 into the show and uh and and we are going to bring it to a conclusion um but but i want right now before before we go anywhere i want bryce my man bryce i need you to tell everybody who's watching um where they can follow you and kind of uh, let, let them know like what you've got coming up um in the near future um, with the articles and what you what you got going on. Um, so go ahead and let, let, let everybody know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TFB Bryce and the FB Enlist. I've got a bunch of content going up on the football page every day, especially now with news and, or, you know, training camp and season rolling around. Everything's going to be happening, rolling in fast. But, yeah, no for uh, articles – I'm gonna have I'm gonna be having a lot of training camp, 53 man roster predictions, uh, you know, position overviews going out every week. Can find me doing pretty much everything now. Sweet. So like this, this is this is this is this is why we wanted to bring you this 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 new show called the Riders Club is because we've got a lot of talent, a lot of, a, a lot of guys, and of course you you also saw Trish in here. She's 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 getting it in here too with the fellas. Incredible content. Um, these guys are exceptional at what they do, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, um, just just. I, I'm looking forward to to the Bills season, man. I can't wait till training camp starts. July 24th kicks off. There's going to be a lot to look forward to. A lot of training camp battles. Cornerback two battle is going to be one. I'm looking forward to the running backs and seeing what's going to happen with the running backs, as you had mentioned, Kevin. Um, man, that, that Duke Johnson, Zach Moss kind of piece right there. Like, what's going to happen with them? Um, wide receivers. I'm I looking at that. Duke there. The Duke, yeah, you think so, man? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, man. The D line, uh, with the, it's, it's, there's gonna be a whole lot going on, and you can guarantee, the Buffalo Fanatics are gonna bring you that content that you all so deserve, week to week to week. Because guess what? From week to week, we bring you that heat. So clear the tables, babies, because it's time to eat. This is how we do it at BF. And look, guys, from myself to Zach Vaughn, Kev Syracuse. My man Bryce Martino, Twinky Winky, Chaotic Trish, Kyrie Demos, all of the contributors who join us today on this Riders Club and all of the ones who will join us later in the weeks to come. Look, salute to you all. We really appreciate you for joining us on the first installment, episode one and numero uno of the BF Riders Club. And guys, until next time, y'all, God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again next time. And as always, you guys, let, let, let them know. Let them know. What's the, what's the saying? Go what?
Go, go Bills, baby. Come go on, Bills. come on. I said you guys. I, I said y'all up, man. Come on, man. I don't go even Bills, go. <laughs> go, go Bills to everybody, man. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks again, and we will see you again next time. I've got to get my music popping off because this is how we do it. Yeah. Next week, we will see you here. God bless. Go big. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Download the BF Network app. All the greatest of the Follow all of these guys on Twitter and all the social media platforms. We will see you again next week, same time, same place, baby. God bless. We're out. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details